What's up, Lion Click Nation? This is Ray DeLucci with the Lion Click Thoughts Podcast. And here we are uh, on this episode. So this is something I've talked about in the podcast before. I've given you my advice. I've given you my thoughts on uh, weight loss. And so for those of you who don't know, I was able to lose 80 pounds this past year. Uh, and I just wanted to go over how I got to that point, uh, how many times uh, I struggled to get the weight off. I just feel like it was something that was so important in my life. And it still is very important for me to watch my weight, watch what I'm eating, be healthy in, in environments that um, aren't really conducive to that. Uh, I know, I mean, it's crazy because all I could think about for years was how overweight I was and how unhappy I was with myself. And ever since losing it, I've been able to focus on so much more. And yes, I still get the occasional uh, self-consciousness of am I you know, going to gain it all back or how do I look now? And I'm still not the most physically fit. And I still don't have, you know, I guess the body I want to have in terms of like muscle tone and definition and all that. Uh, but I definitely have a much healthier body. I definitely ha- am a much healthier person. And I'm someone who is less anxious because of it. And I really just wanted to get into depth on this because this is something that I didn't want to do for a while uh, at first. And it because I didn't want to come off as one of those people who gives you weight loss tips I didn't want to come off as that person who's like lose 80 pounds in 10 months or a year. Uh, I don't want to be someone who's, uh, you know, how how to lose weight as a chef or to sell you on something or to give you any advice that won't work for you and that you will like be mad at me about because it didn't work. So I just want to start this podcast off with saying that this is not by any means advice or any type of, um, I guess, direct command to go do what I did to lose weight. This is something that worked for me. Um, this is how I ended up uh, changing my lifestyle for the better. And, you know, it might not work for everyone. Everyone's different. Uh, and I just don't want anyone to think that this is how I think everyone should lose weight. I am by no means a health expert in this subject. I am no means someone who can even give you that advice. Uh, but I felt like I should share my story because for years, a uh, very long time, I was very anxious and very self-conscious and very unhappy with myself and just the mental uh, weight of being overweight is so difficult sometimes and it's so uh, it's so just overbearing sometimes and you can't I can't explain it and if you're over if you've never felt like that then I I don't know how to explain it Um, and I know people do feel like that and I really want to be sensitive on the topic and I really understand um, if you're trying to lose weight and if you're trying to get into better shape as a chef, how hard it is and how difficult it can be and the things you might think about that people who aren't overweight don't think about. And, and I wanted to share that experience with you all and I wanted to just maybe connect with some of you and empathize with some of you who are having your own weight loss battles in the Line Cook Nation. Um, and so that's what I wanted to do on this podcast. And I don't know, I think this is one of the most important podcasts I'm going to put out for myself because this is, it's about time that I started talking about it and maybe started to help others. And I also want to put it out to hold myself accountable, to never get lazy, to never, in terms of like myself and my well-being, and to never uh, think because I've lost this weight that I don't have to share that message. I don't want to be lazy and selfish and not share my journey. Um, and, you know, I just think that is something important that I want to discuss. And so, you know... This podcast might make some people uncomfortable in terms of like what I was thinking at the time, in terms of like, you know, oh, wow, like, is that's really what people think? And so moving forward, I just want to say this, that 
if you are overweight, and I know how it feels in terms of being a chef, uh, there's always time to change. No matter if you're 21, like I am, if you're 41, uh, there's always there's always a way to go about it differently. Um, and I don't want to sell you on some BS that you know it just takes a lot of, uh, you know, it just. I, I think the biggest thing for me was just the strength inside of me to to demand more for myself. And I think a lot of people could see uh, weight as something that's like, if you're overweight, then you're like, look lazy. And uh, I don't want that message to come out at all. I think that's such a wrong message. Uh, I think uh, weight is a struggle of, you know, something you love compared with not having it so much. And it's also a struggle of not having the proper education. And I'll go into depth in how I exercise for years without any results. Um, there's so much, there's so much to talk about. Uh, but I just wanted to make this because I think this is something that a lot of people can have help with. And like I said, this isn't something that if it, it's not going to work for everyone, but I think if you do listen to some of the things I have to say, they might help you. Um, because I know how it feels. I know exactly how it feels. It sucks being overweight. Uh, it especially sucks being overweight in the kitchen. Um, for a multitude of reasons. And uh, I just really wanted to put this story out there. And I just wanted to thank you all for being so great the last couple of months because I finally feel confident enough to share this story. You know, I don't want to come up, like I said, I don't know. I I feel odd talking about it because it took me so quick. It it didn't not take long. It didn't take as long as I thought to lose 80 pounds. Uh, It took me less than a year. Uh, I honestly thought I would only lose 30 this year. I lost 80 and, um, you know, maybe I did, there's some things that I could have done better at, and there's some things that I did really well at. And overall, I just really think this year was a good year for me. Um, I mean, obviously, Sarah Lankook thoughts, but I don't think it would have been as good of a year as if I didn't lose this weight. And as someone who has been overweight in the kitchen for years and is not overweight, uh, I will tell you this. There, there is always going to be something that bothers you. And that's what I've learned about my weight loss the most. There's always going to be something in your head that bothers you that you're not happy with. So if it's not your weight, it's going to be something else. And I realize that everyone deals with something. And I think what losing weight has taught me is that no matter what, you need to work on your happiness more than anything else because losing your weight is not, it's going to make you feel better and you're going to have a lot more self-confidence. But then there's going to be something that creeps into your head that you're like, wait, I lost all this weight. What else? Like, why am, why am I still like self-conscious? Why am I still feeling this way? Uh, I remember when I got down to 220 pounds, I was like, and I had it in my mind uh, what that would look like and what I would feel like. And I felt like it, but I didn't have that self-confidence that I thought I'd get. And I think the self-confidence part comes with time. And I feel like if I felt like overall, like what I needed to do besides lose weight is to get a lot more self-confidence and a lot more self-appreciation. And I know I did not have any self-appreciation. Uh, I'm not very good at, uh, you know, being proud of myself. Um, I always feel like there's more work to do. Um, yeah, sometimes I'll say it, they all brag about certain things. I mean, I think everyone does, but when it comes to me and my own personal self, I can honestly say that I'm always trying to be better. I'm always not, I always think I'm not good enough. Uh, I always think that I need to improve in some way and I never truly think that I'm great at anything. Uh, and so when I lost the weight, Um, I was like beating myself up still. And I was like, why aren't you looking a certain way? Or why aren't you fitting into the certain way? And um, it took me a time, you know, with myself to say, you know what, you lost 80 pounds. 
You should be damn proud of yourself. Let's focus on getting yourself in tone and in shape next year or like in this next period. But like, damn, like I lost 80 pounds. And so that's what I want to share with y'all this week. I'm sorry that it's not an interview. I've been super busy. I have interviews planned. The Lion Cook Thoughts podcast will still be an interview-based show. Uh, but I really felt that I had to take these past two weeks to give you some content that was about me. I just felt very creative. I felt like giving you a personal message this week as well. Uh, I'm sorry that it, you know, lined up where it was two back-to-back solo episodes. I know you all really enjoy the interviews. And um, if this isn't like what you come to Line Cook Thoughts for, I apologize for this week. Uh, but I know there's a lot of cooks out there who have asked me about this. I know there's a lot of cooks out there who don't even know that I've lost weight. And I feel like I can just help in some way. And I feel like my story will resonate with some people. And yeah, I mean, this is this is my story of how I lost this weight. And I really just wanted to get in the nitty gritty of it. Um, you know, there was, another, there was an Instagram comment the other day that uh, said that this podcast touches on the things that other podcasts don't in terms of what line cooks think. And that sparked this for me. Um, and I just thought back of how I thought when I was a line cook and I was overweight, you know, things that you, if you're not overweight, would never understand uh, or wouldn't feel. So like, for example, I would always love wearing aprons because I would be so ashamed of how my body looked without them. You know, I, if I was wearing a white chef coat, uh, white isn't the most flattering color. This is what would go in my head. So white wouldn't be the most flattering color. So I'm already, that already sucks. So wearing an apron would make me look slimmer and it would make me look better. And so I would always feel uncomfortable without wearing an apron in the kitchen. Now, if I wasn't wearing an apron, I would just feel like terrible about myself. I wouldn't have that great self-confidence. Um, so I'd always be wearing an apron. You know, being overweight, you're very self-conscious of the space you take up in a kitchen. Uh, and people can sometimes not be the, the friendliest about it. So when you're a bigger guy and I weighed 278 pounds uh, and I was taking up all this space in the kitchen, you know, people would make comments or they'd struggle to get past me. And, you know, you just, that stuff weighs on your mind during service. And so you're all really stressed about putting great food out and all that. And then you're like, wow, I'm like in everyone's way because I'm so fat. Uh, those are the thoughts that would go through my head. Um, you know, things like, you know, your t-shirt's not fitting right anymore. Uh, your work t-shirt, so you have to buy more. And, you know, on your days off, not having a, a wardrobe that fits you right. So you never actually feeling great. And you never actually feeling like a rock star, feeling so, like somewhat good about yourself. And then always hiding behind the whites and putting the apron on and trying to hide the fact that you're overweight and trying to not pay attention to that and being so involved in the kitchen that nothing else matters in your personal health life. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to get into a lot of deep stuff in this podcast. Um, I'm not sure how long it's going to be. I'm not sure where this is going to go, but I wanted to talk about it. But that's just a little taste of what this podcast is going to be. So if you've come for uh, something a little interesting, a little bit more about me, here we are. I wanted to give a quick shout out. Um, It's actually kind of odd that I am doing a shout out like this this podcast but thank you to Luana from you gotta cook she sent me a care package from her favorite hawaiian snacks from hawaii i mean i don't know why i said hawaii twice there but thank you so much Luana, for sending that to me uh it meant a lot uh i'm so excited to try out the snacks and let you know my feedback uh you sent me a dried squid or smoked smoked squid uh which is i don't know i'm a little i'm a little worried i'm an adventurous eater but i don't know how uh smoked squid is gonna taste uh, from Hawaii, but I'm going to give it a shot. But then you sent me these sliced mangoes, so maybe I'll just have these after if I don't like the squid. Uh, but thank you so much for the care package. It means a ton. 
And uh, yeah, thank you so much for all the new listeners. Uh, we're getting a lot of new listeners and I'm so excited that this is growing. Thank you everyone for tuning in every week and just being a part of the Line Cook Nation. And lastly, I just want to thank you all so much on your support from the last podcast where I talked about that message I received um, from that chef in the military. Uh, it truly was amazing to see the outreach for that, the importance that uh, podcast had for me and for everyone else. Yeah, I'm just so excited for um, the future of this podcast. I know I say that every podcast. I probably get repetitive, uh, but just thank you. And uh, finally, I just want to thank all the cooks out there who are struggling with self uh, appreciation, self-love, whatever you want to call it. Um, because I know how hard this industry is. I know how hard it is to go into work every day and to deal with the stress, the anxieties, everything that goes on. But I know even more how hard it is to deal with looking at yourself in the mirror and not being satisfied, not being happy, uh, knowing that you don't feel right, knowing that you could be so much better looking, um, in your eyes, even though you look great already. But that feeling that, that feeling that, you know, at least I knew this, that if I lost weight, I would feel better and I would look better. And I just want to say this, that no matter how much we weigh or what you look like, like that's you. And what matters and is really cliche is the energy you put out. And so like, the thing for me is I would put out good energy. And so I don't think a lot of times my weight would matter in terms of, people I interacted with. And I think more so than anything else, it was me in my own head. And so I want to say that like, if you're struggling right now to find your balance, you're struggling right now to find out how to lose some weight and get a little bit healthier. The battle's with yourself. The battle's not with everyone thinking you're overweight or fat or lazy or uh, whatever thoughts run through your head like they ran through mine. The battle's with yourself and finding your self-acceptance. And um, I mean, I would always love for everyone to be the healthiest they can be. But if right now you're struggling and, you, and you're and you beating yourself up every single day like I did, you got to stop. You got to stop. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and you just got to appreciate who you are and what you've done so far in your life. And yeah, maybe you didn't. Maybe when you were a kid, you thought you'd look a certain way and you ended up looking way different. But I don't think when you were a kid, you'd realize you'd have such a positive impact in everyone's life like you're doing right now by being a chef, by being a cook, by being someone in the hospitality industry. I don't think when you were planning out your life like that, you would understand how many small moments you've created for people, how much you've done for so many people to bring them happiness, to bring them joy. And if the sacrifice for that right now is a little bit of uh, unhealthy weight or it's uh, a little bit of uh, self-deprecation, I mean, for me, it's so worth it that I joined this industry, even though I gained so much uh, weight, I wasn't, and luckily was able to take it off. It was worth it for me. And so just know who you are in life, know what you've brought to the table and know who you've affected positively. Uh, I just get worried sometimes that people don't see it that way. And I just really want you to know that it means a lot what you're doing for uh, people out there. And no matter how you look, no matter what you do, if you're putting food out every day, you should be proud of yourself. You should be damn proud of who you are. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I get really passionate about it because I know how it felt. I know how demeaned sometimes you can feel when you're that when you're overweight so um yeah let's get into the podcast thank you all so much for listening as usual and uh thank you for tuning in to this episode of me and my journey on how i lost 80 pounds this past year
All right, so uh, let's start this with um, a little bit of backstory. Uh, so basically, I'm from Buffalo, New York. Uh, a lot of you probably know that by now. Uh, but my um, my diet, like when I was growing up, wasn't the greatest. Uh, I mean, my parents did a great job. My mom and dad are both great cooks. My grandfather was a big inspiration of mine, who has now passed, was a chef um, in the Navy, and he was a big inspiration of mine as well. And just like being a chef and whatnot, but um, my diet growing up wasn't that great. Uh, the diet was not, you know, the greatest of all. I was very, very, very addicted to soda uh, from a young age. Uh, soda for me was like everything. Like I, I love soda um, so much. Like eat all the way until like college was when I started to get away from it. But I would have soda all the time, uh, and. I was pretty thin as a kid, and it didn't start to hit me until, like, middle school. And so, uh, yeah, like, soda for me was a big thing. Uh, my favorite snack as a kid was uh, Lay's uh, Wavy Chips and a uh, French onion sour cream dip called Bison from Buffalo. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so growing up, my diet wasn't the greatest. I knew that uh, when I started getting middle school and high school, I was gaining weight, and I was like, all right, I know i got to lose weight. So I started becoming weight conscious when I was about 16. And no, 15. So, um, worked really hard, got down to 190, and uh, which is the weight I'm at right now. And then I started my junior year of high school and started cooking classes, and then shot immediately back up uh, like a big difference, like from 190 to 240 or 230. Yeah, 190 to 230. It was like a 40 pound difference. And, um, I mean, man, that, that jump was crazy in itself. So then I make that jump and wait, and I start culinary school, and uh, <laughs> things went downhill for there. Um, no, I mean, I started culinary school, and I went up to about 250, and I stayed at 250 for a while. I remember staying at 250, and all the while in culinary school, I was trying to work out. I was trying to get into shape, and I remember that I was getting so frustrated because uh, – you know, I was working out like three to four days a week. I was going to the gym, but all I would do is elliptical. Uh, all I would do is cardio for about 40 minutes. And I'd be like, really trying, like really pushing myself, like really going hard and trying to like make a difference, make an impact because I didn't want to be overweight. I felt like I looked terrible. I looked ugly. Uh, I would have this very low self-confidence um, or at least have very low self-appreciation of who I was as a person. And I just felt like a failure and I felt like I wanted to like, you know, get into shape, look good, feel great. And so, uh, I started that. I started to, uh, try my best to work out and, uh, it did not work. Um, and culinary school was super hard for me because there's so much you eat at culinary school. <laughs> there's so much to eat, uh, desserts, uh, in the dining hall every day. And like, you know, I'm paying my, my money or I'm borrowing money that I'll have to pay back later in life. And it's like, I want to try all this stuff. Like, there's so much to try. There's so many great things to eat. Um, and so I tried all this stuff and, like, I get into these very bad habits because I was very busy at school and I would be very stressed. And, like, you know, eating started to become that comforting thing for me. Like, I would be getting Frappuccinos from the school's uh, barista. I would be getting Frappuccinos almost every day, just these calorie-heavy, thick, dairy, sugary products. That I would get constantly with espresso, and it was just very bad for me. Um, I would always, you know, eat out on the weekends. We'd go to the diner, uh, Everetti Diner. It a, it's a diner in Hyde Park, New York, um, near the school that was 
where we would always go, or we would, uh, we would always go to Applebee's because it was right there, and I'd either get like a spinach dip, or at the diner I'd get fries with uh, gravy and cheese on them. And I'd get a milkshake at the diner. I'd get like a, a soda at Applebee's, and we do that a couple nights a week. And so we're eating late, I'm eating a lot, um, you know, eating all the time, like snacking in my dorm room, having like mac and cheese, uh, microwavable ready meals, and ra- microwavable ramen, and um, just like really bad stuff, man. Like really, really, really bad stuff. Uh, like can't believe that I ate it stuff, like so much junk, like gummy bears and gummy worms and candy bars and Kit Kats and, you know, I'd order pizzas and tacos and, uh, man, like thinking back on it, it's crazy how I still have a body, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's crazy reflecting on this and just thinking about all the bad things that I ate and all the things I consumed that were just terrible for me. And um, so going through that process and just like gaining weight and getting heavier and then like, so like becoming self-conscious even more, like my chef fights for me were always my security blanket type thing where it was like, as long as I have those on, I don't look as overweight as everyone would see me if I was just wearing a t-shirt and shorts. So I like love wearing my chef whites became this thing where I would not look as heavy in them. And then um, after that, I would, uh, you know, still be a, a little subconscious about stuff, but I would like, you know, still wear my chef whites and be proud of that. But, you know, when you start to gain weight, like your clothes don't fit well and you're like, Oh, maybe they shrunk in the dryer or something, but then everything doesn't fit well. And then you're getting self-conscious and like, I'm always like, what? like, like I had such bad anxiety and such bad, uh, just being able to look at the mirror and like just bad, like self-respect for myself. I remember uh, my sophomore year of high school, my friends took me to H&M to get new clothes because when I got to freshman year of high school, I dressed terrible. <laughs> uh, it was, oh God. And I remember just feeling like so uncomfortable and so just not great. Like I thought getting new clothes would make me feel better. And then I realized that no, no new clothes actually made me feel worse because these are clothes that I actually wanted to look good in. But because I feel overweight, I feel like I don't look great at them at all. And so... I mean, a lot of my last couple of years of my life have been trying to cover up the fact that I was overweight, you know, trying to wear things that are, that, you know, passing up on clothes because I didn't think they'd fit right on me, even though I loved the way they looked. Like, I have not ever looked at clothing really as something I'm really interested in because I've never been able to fit into a lot of the stuff I liked until recently. And like, that in itself is just something that I'm like, just so many things that you don't realize that you don't get to take part in when you're overweight like that. And it sucks. It really does suck. Like there were times where I would just like be so like, you know, there would be times where I would feel so down and like, just feel so insufficient because I knew I looked a certain way and I knew that I just felt so, overweight so fat so ugly and just so like disgusted with who I was and I remember just always like trying to like you know fold my arms and like trying to like wear hoodies as much as possible in the winter and I hated the summer because I could had to just wear a t-shirt and like I literally would hate the whole idea of shorts and a t-shirt because I felt like I couldn't cover myself up because I felt overweight like that's how deep this went 
that's how much of an issue this was with me. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm overweight, you know, that's it. Like, no, this, like, it really did bother me. Um, and that was something that transcended into the kitchen. You know, there were so many days like where I would feel just so sluggish and so tired and so uncomfortable, just so, like, like uncomfortable with who I was. And, like, you know, you, like, you're in the kitchen and you're working and you're moving a lot. And if you don't feel uncomfortable and you're not happy with how you look, like, that weighing on your mind in itself is so hard to get past. And uh, I just remember, like, working kitchen shifts and just feeling, like, because when you're over, I don't know, when I was overweight, I felt very, like, just uncomfortable and, like, not happy with how I looked. But also, like, the feeling of just feeling like a slug or, like, just feeling like you're in the way and just, like, that whole, like that big burden of just always feeling negative and sad about how I looked and just not knowing how to get out of it and just really being disappointed in what I had let myself become in terms of being overweight. And then, so yeah, so this is all at 250. And then uh, things got worse. So last year, I got to go on this trip to California for my last semester of school. And in that semester, I gained 20 more pounds. Uh, I was stressed. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, it was my fir- I was away from New York. I'd never really lived outside of New York before, ever. Um, and like, there's so many things like we, uh, the class was so stressful. It was so demanding. It was so time consuming. There's so much food out there I wanted to try. And there's so many things I wanted to eat. And every day I would eat so much food. It was insane. I remember thinking to myself, you're eating so much, but then also saying, I don't care. Like, I just want to eat and feel good and be happy with this. And I gained 20 more pounds out there. So I get to, uh, I go and I just keep eating, consuming and feeling terrible and out in California the weather was beautiful and you know I couldn't really enjoy any of it because I felt so inadequate and I remember all my friends wanted to go swimming and I went swimming once and it was just so embarrassing for me and so many different things (laughs) that uh that I've never told anyone uh about how I felt when I was overweight so many nights and days thinking about it so much time spent in anguish over it and I get to my 21st birthday and life starts to shift into perspective that I've been doing this thing called life, this game called life for 21 years. And I haven't figured out how to somewhat be healthy with my weight. And I was fed up. I was pissed off. And I was so disappointed and angry with myself. And I remember on my 21st birthday in my head, I was like, you cannot go into 22 like this. Something has to change. Something has to give. There needs to be a way out. And I remember on my 21st birthday last August 19th, I was like, this is it. Like, I need to change. Like, there needs to be something that happens. And, man, so then, you know, I hate to say it like this. I just did it. Um, I started the journey. Uh, And the biggest thing I knew I had to do is get rid of soda and sugary drinks in general. And my girlfriend, who's amazing, um, also, you know, she doesn't eat dairy, so she warned me of how fattening dairy could be, especially the amount I was consuming. So dairy, sugary drinks, uh, dairy and sugary drinks were the biggest thing, and not eating late. So I had three pillars to work on. Not eating past 8 o'clock at night, not having any sugary drinks, uh, or limiting them to very little sugary little sugar content and not having as much dairy because I love 
dairy. Like sour cream is my favorite thing to eat or anything. I love cheese. Uh, everything dairy I just consume. Uh, so I had to make some changes in life. So first off, I stopped drinking soda. This year, I could count. There were three separate occasions where I had a like. I had a I had a half of a Sprite in January. I had two sips of Pepsi in March, and then last week I had a half a can of Diet Coke. That is all the soda I consumed from twenty one from my twenty first birthday till now. That's it. I've not consumed any more. It was the biggest uh, accomplishment personally for me. And this year was probably getting rid of soda uh, and having it three times this year was insane for me. Uh, if you, I mean, you'll never know how, how much I love soda, but like it was literally like something I had every day. And to have it three times out of the year is, was just huge for me. And so I'll start with that. Uh, I know when I'm cooking, I'm craving something sugary. Uh, it just happens, especially if you're like, if you're not like in the bakery, like you have a lot of savory products, you're like, damn, I need some sugar right now. Uh, to offset all that like salt and sodium and fat in your mouth, you know, it's natural to want something. So my first piece of advice, if you're going to take anything from this, is to stop drinking all the sugary drinks and drink coconut water. <laughs> coconut water helped me so much. Um, I don't know why. I don't know how it even happened, but I remember just going one day and I was like, there's got to be something that I can have that still hits that for me, but doesn't make my body feel like crap. And so it was coconut water. And I literally had coconut water every day in place of soda. I don't have it every day anymore. I have it maybe twice a week. Um, and I mostly just stick to drinking water and coffee. Uh, but coconut water was like the big changing force in my life. Find out whatever it is for you. But for me, I'm telling you, coconut water has like saved so many calories for me. Uh, it's sugary, it's refreshing, it's hydrating, and it's low in calorie, and it just tastes good to me. I know a lot of people probably don't like it, but for me, like literally like coconut water was my soda. Uh, it was something that really changed the perspective for me on what I could enjoy as a sugary drink. Um, in terms of dairy, I stopped drinking milk like 2% and, and stopped putting it in cereal. Use almond milk. There's almond milk in my fridge right now. Uh, not getting, uh, like I go to Chipotle a ton. I love Chipotle with all my heart. <laughs> um, and I would always get sour cream and cheese on my Chipotle bowl. I don't get cheese anymore. I haven't gotten cheese on my Chipotle bowl in, a, in like eight months. Um, which if you know me, Chipotle is a big deal. <laughs> I, I, like, I, like it's one of my favorite restaurants. Um, but cutting out the dairy a lot, like don't, not putting sour cream on every single thing. Uh, not putting, you know, cheese on everything, like having some variety, not always looking for dairy is that finishing touch because dairy is one of those things that like adds that nice mouthfeel or adds that nice just texture or coolness to the dish and finding different ways to figure that out. And then the most biggest challenge, the one that was so difficult, uh, was not uh, eating past eight o'clock, um, which is hard when you're in the kitchen. So let me explain because I know a lot of you are like, well, what happens when you get out of work at 11 o'clock? So this is what I had to do. So obviously I had to taste food at work. I was working out as a line cook uh, in the beginning of the year of my twenty my twenty first year here, and um, you know you have to taste things, and we were open till eleven o'clock, and so like I would eat lunch, and I would eat dinner, and then like I would taste like the rest of the night. But what I'm talking about is when you get home, 
like if you're struggling with weight, you should not be eating when you get home. And if you, I mean, you should be eating something that is low in calories and that is easy for your body to get rid of. Like I said, I'm not a health expert, but this is what I did and this is what helped me. Um, so I would always eat like a ton after work. Um, and so every day I would get home and I would literally would go to the fridge before like, I would take my shoes off and go to the fridge and plan out my meal for the night. So I would be eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then a giant meal right before I went to sleep, sleeping on all that, like just making myself, you know, full and feel good because work was stressful or whatever. And I remember my first night I committed to this, it was like my second night um, after uh, making the decision to go ahead and do all this. I went to the fridge and I looked and I just stared and I imagined everything that would taste so good in there and I closed the door. And I literally did that for three months. I did not eat anything at night. I would go home and out of just habit and out of my body who's been so used to eating so late and eating it, I would walk over to the fridge, I would open the door, I would stare into the abyss of food, and I would just stare there, stand there and be so pissed. I remember being so mad and being like, I just want that piece of pizza or I just want to eat that bowl of rice. Oh my God, like a beer right now with those chips would be so good. I remember just standing there being so angry and just testing myself and pushing myself. And literally it would look crazy because it'd be at like one in the morning. So like imagine if like someone saw me, I'd be staring at a fridge at one in the morning with such an angry expression on my face, all the willpower in the world trying not to op- like grab something out of it. And I'm just standing there having this battle in my mind. And then I just keep close the door and I keep doing that. I keep teaching myself to just close that door go because I was, I, I don't know why, but I was, always felt like I had to go look in the fridge. It was so natural to me. And then I just closed the door. I would just like keep closing, keep closing, keep closing. And I would be so strict. And if eight o'clock hit on my days off, nothing would go into my body. Nothing. I would not eat a single thing on my days off um, with the exception of maybe um, a fruit bar, like a frozen fruit bar, which we'll get into in a little bit of some things that I ate that I found very helpful. But the willpower I needed to attain was to not eat late. Um, and then, which led into the volume at which I ate. Like I would eat a ton, a ton of food, like so much food. It was not funny. Like I would eat and eat and eat and like eat at work. And like, you know, you're on the line and you want to grab a snack and then you want to taste something else. And then one thing leads to another and you're uh, you have already have a meal, but then you're like, wait, I never actually ate a meal today. So then you eat a meal on top of that, and then you're full, and you feel sluggish, and you feel overweight, like I did. And it's just like this constant cycle, and it continues and continues, and like it's just, oh, God, like it, it's just so hard. It's so hard, and I get it. And like no one who's not a cook, who's not overweight, will get it. It's just hard, man. Like there's just it's so hard out there like cook nation to just uh to just you know get through that just to like to stop all the cravings because we live in such we work in such environments that are so extreme and to just like to stop the cravings the primal cravings that you have because you're hungry and you've been working and you you know you and like it's not like you don't deserve to eat but like you eat so much throughout the day anyway it's just it's hard and so like, it took me so long, but I don't know, like something just switched in my mind that um, I was going to do this and it just happened and I couldn't get there in my mind for years. And I think the thing that affected me the most was, was really like, a little personal was I had a, fam- a 
friend of the family pass away, and I remember I missed her uh, death by like an hour. Like she died right before I got there, and I remember just like all the times I could have called her, and all, it was a lot of stuff, right? And I remember that day I was like, I like had like a panic attack. Like I was like, oh my god, I'm 21. So let's play this out. If I'm lucky enough to live to like 80, I have what 60 years left. I've already done 20. Um, add 20 more, and that's like 40. So I still have some time left, but still, like, I'm already 21. Like, where did the time go? And why am I not who I want to be? And it all just went into perspective. It was like something in my mind just like snapped into place. And I was like, all right, this is what I need to do. And so that past fall is when I started to rebuild who I was fundamentally and tried to really just appreciate more in life. And through that, found the the need to lose the weight that I've always wanted to lose. Um, because it's something that I always, it always bothered me really bad emotionally. And it's something I've never opened up to anyone about, really. I mean, I mean, I've told people how I felt about being overweight, but just like the, the feelings of like covering up and like just uh, being embarrassed and like like taking a photo for Instagram and trying to f- find the best one with the best angle that makes you look like the less fat. I know everyone can relate to that, but like being embarrassed to post photos that you think are really great, but you're so worried that you look so overweight that like you don't want to post them, like stuff like that. Like it's just like it's all mind games, it's all mental. But um, yeah, so like the change needed to happen. I was ready to do it. And so I just started and I'm telling you, it was so hard. The first two weeks of not eating after work, I was so hungry and so angry and so like, just, just pissed. I was so mad. And, um, you know, I mean, I read it like, it's just, it's so hard, you know, it's just so difficult. Uh, and I remember like those nights though, just being like, you know, you're going to get through it. Your body's going to adapt and, you're not going to be the hungry this late. And I, I literally don't, like, I can't eat late anymore. Like, it makes me feel sick if I'm going to eat late anymore. Like, I've made convinced my body now that if I'm going to eat late, it makes me feel sick. I, I can't eat anything past, like, nine max. Like, it's very rare that I'll eat late. Um, So, I mean, just that helps me a lot. And then, like, the amount I'm eating. eating like, I literally eat now three square meals a day because I know I'm going to eat so much in the kitchen. Like, if you're working in the kitchen that day you need to eat this is what i would do i would eat a breakfast and i would eat a heavy lunch like heavy and like vegetables and rice this is gonna sound weird but i used to make like these rice dishes where i would uh heat up some oil and i'd throw in like mushrooms and kimchi and eggs i'd scramble that all together and green onions and whatnot and garlic and soy sauce and rice vinegar this i would literally make this every day some gochujang make this like this nice egg uh fried egg like little sauce and then i'd add rice and like it'd be like fried rice basically kimchi fried rice I literally would – because I was on this big uh, fermentation kick in the fall, so I made my own kimchi. And I literally would have this kimchi fried rice like four to five times a week as a lunch. And it would be so fulfilling. It would be so filling. And it would be so like – it would just hold me over until the dinner at work. And like I just think you need a really solid meals during the day. You need something that's really easy to eat. And like that – like there's so many things I want to get to. But like the first thing is like you need to make sure you're eating – Right. But you also need to make sure you're eating enough. You need to make sure that what you're eating is good fuel for your body. And I know this is all cliche. And I know if you're trying to lose weight, you've heard this a thousand times and you're going to get frustrated when you hear it. But like, just hear me out. Like you need, like 
you more than anyone probably in this world needs it because you're on your feet all day. You're running around so all day. You're not going to feel great if you don't eat the right stuff. So please, please just uh, evaluate what you eat and evaluate what you're eating before you go on the line because it's such a physical, physically demanding job and you just need to focus on that. And like you put so much care into your food and your crafts, like you should be putting that care into yourself in terms of like what you eat and like just that's my biggest piece of advice right now is just like focus on what you're eating and how much you're eating and what really is going to get you that fuel to be a better cook and be a better chef. And, um, I mean, so that's what happened. And then getting into exercise, I want to take a quick break before, uh, we continue this. Um, but, uh, I want to talk before the break about exercising. So like I said, I would do cardio, I would do the elliptical, I would do these long like sessions on the, on my, uh, cardio machine, the elliptical machine, and I'd get no results. I'd feel frustrated. I feel tired. I feel overweight still, and um, it would just be terrible. And I literally tried this at school for like a year and a half, and I was doing this at the gym. And then I had a free uh, training session with one of the uh, with one of the trainers at my gym in Buffalo. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I can learn something. And I was like, okay, um, let's go do this lesson. So I signed up for the lesson, and I forget his name. But thank you to him because he literally changed my life and I can't remember his name. But he basically showed me that like what I was doing wasn't helping me. And so what he did was he showed me how to do body weight exercises, stating that like if I was working my muscles, they were going to still burn calories after I left the gym. And like that's so much more worth the time, especially when I don't have a lot of time. And so like body weight exercises, exercises using these ropes called TRX, those are the best things for me. Uh, it's all like you can do like pull like you pull yourself up and you can do all these different suspension exercises using your body weight and those things helped me a lot combined with like sit-ups I would do and uh, I would do like uh, like lunges and whatnot I did like these like very basic like workouts like anyone could do them but they were so effective and just toning me up a little bit and slimming me down because they worked major muscle groups if anyone wants to reach out and like give the full workout of what I did um, maybe I'll dub it the Lion Cook Nation workout one day and sell DVDs on how to do it. I'm kidding. But um, if you want to know the workout like in full, I still have it recorded on my phone, like the steps and all that. So I'll definitely send that to you. Um, but yeah, I just think it's important that uh, we like you realize that like I know a lot of cooks. I see a lot of cooks uh, and my friends at school, they'd always be doing cardio, cardio, cardio. The thing you need to do, at least what I figured out is do that muscle, build that muscle so that you can keep burning when you're um, not working out, that's so important, especially for cooks, because like, we don't have the time to spend two hours in the gym. So like maximizing that and getting the most out of it. Uh, I mean, that's my advice for working out, but like body weight exercises and working towards muscle and not just burning all the weight through running on an elliptical really changed my uh, perspective on working out. I actually enjoy the gym a lot now because uh, I don't feel discouraged. And I think that's the biggest thing, right? The biggest thing about the gym for me was that I didn't like going because I didn't see results. I didn't know what I was doing. And so I think the best thing a cook or a chef can do is go have a training session with a trainer and find out what works best for you because you're not going to know what works best for you until someone who maybe has more educated or is more knowledgeable on the topic helps you out. At least I didn't have the knowledge to get myself out of it. Obviously, I've been trying for four years with no luck. Um, so, yeah. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we're going to come back in a, in a second, obviously, but that's like the biggest things. For me, we're work, working out effectively and eating less and eating better and focusing on it. 
Um, yeah, I'll let you know. I want to talk more about it. But, yeah, thank you so much, guys, for listening to this so far. Uh, it means a ton. This has been very uh, – it took a lot for me to kind of talk about all this because it was a, it's a topic of mine that I, I, I'm not – I'm not uncomfortable sharing it to say, but I just haven't shared it with anyone like in this detail. So uh, yeah, I'm very excited to keep going on with this and we'll be right back. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, so we're back from the break. And uh, basically, I just wanted to end this or I guess start to end the conversation by saying that, um, you know, this is something I, I honestly feel like I have changed my lifestyle for the better. Uh, I do feel great. I mean, there's so, still so much I want to improve. Like I said, I want to tone up my body. I want to make myself, you know, look the way I always wanted to look. But um, I want to say this, too. It's very hard to do all this when you're working in a kitchen. Uh, you the energy it takes every day to go in and grind and do your best and try your hardest and prove to everyone there that you're going to just do whatever it takes to uh, make it to the next uh, level. And you want to be successful and you want to just put all your hours in and focus on that. And, uh, you know, it just gets very difficult. It gets very demanding uh, mentally, physically. You get stressed out a lot. And so I think, you know, working out and losing the weight has been something that, uh, it's just, it's been therapeutic for me because it's helped me at least achieve a personal goal. And, um, it's also helped me a lot with my self appreciation. And, uh, I think what I realized, like I said before, is that I, when I lost weight, I realized that I wasn't just good enough to lose weight. It was good. It was also needed to be good enough to, um, focus on yourself, focus on who I am as a person and just focus on like what I like, what I enjoy about myself, what I know I can work on and being reasonable about it. Um, you know, I think get frustrated when I, uh, sometimes I would get frustrated when I would step on a scale during this weight loss journey. And, uh, I'd be so mad if one week I had only lost one pound or two pounds, even though I had already lost like 30 at that time. And, uh, just not being, um, just not being proud of what I had accomplished. And I wish, you know, during this journey, I would have been a little bit more proud of myself through it all. I am very proud of myself now, but it took me to get here 80 pounds less to realize that, you know, when I lost 10 pounds, that was a big deal. And when I lost 20 pounds, that was even more of a big deal. And so I think what's important is that if you start to lose weight and you lose it in small increments, take that as a victory and move forward. Don't think because you're not losing it right away that it won't work. I mean, it took me two years to figure out three years. No, I would say three and a half to four years to figure out how to actually start getting into shape. Um, I mean, I lose the eight pound, 80 pounds in what, 10 months. Sure. But like there was a four year period of learning what I need to do, learning my limits, learning, you know, how to overcome desires or, uh, needs for things that aren't great for me. You know, just focusing on everything, uh, inside of me to make sure I can go ahead and do this journey and complete my, uh, process of losing weight. And so I think the biggest thing as a chef that I learned is that you need to be reasonable with yourself because you live in an environment, you work in an environment, you are in an environment that is all food, all about tasting good, 
uh, it's always about the guests. You're always there to serve others. And then like you're tired and you're stressed and you just want to eat that uh, piece of pizza or that leftover uh, deli container of something that you have on the line. Or you just want to Coke during the middle of the shift because your blood sugar is running low and you want something sweet and you've been tasting savory foods all night. And, you know, you get home and you're starving and you just want a nice couple of cold beers and you want a meal to eat when you're home. And there's so many things, so many different things, so many urges, so many cravings, so many desires. And at the end of the day, it just takes a very strong uh, sense of willpower. Uh, And if you're struggling with it, it's not that you're weak. It's just that you haven't figured out your rhythm. Um, But I know that I know when I was losing weight and I couldn't that I had so much power in the world in myself to lose weight. And I was so like always worried about it. And I was always like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. I just didn't have the tools. So my biggest thing is asking for help. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I would just ask for help, I think, with working out and what makes sense for you. I mean, yes, of course, the diet you have to focus on. But we're all we all cook. We all know what's good and bad for us. And, yeah, there's definitely more information that I've learned along this process. But there's never one diet I could truly follow if I'm a chef because I have to try stuff every day. There's certain things I have to try and eat every day that don't fit into that parameter. And I definitely taste more than I eat, uh, taste more than an average person. So, I mean, diet for me was more about like limiting the bad stuff and just eating the good. Like <laughs> the thing about it, like, yeah, you just like eat the stuff that's better for you and try to limit the bad things. If you're going to taste something, taste it once. Don't just eat a whole bowl of it if it's not good for you. Um, another big thing that I, that I did that was eat the three square meals a day. But if I was working, I knew that I'd have to taste a lot during my shift. So I would almost count that as a meal. They got to have that great lunch and then I'd be eating or like tasting all day during service. And then I'd have like a, you know, a small salad around seven, seven thirty Cause I didn't want to go past eight o'clock on my eating. And that would hold me over till the next day because you're still going to be tasting at night when you're cooking and you're still going to be putting stuff in your body. And you know, I think another a big thing is mentally saying, you know, I've eaten tonight. Like, I've eaten today. And, you know, you should have something a little bit more fulfilling either mid-shift or if you have to after your shift. But something like a salad or something like a grain or something that's healthy, something that's going to keep you full, um, not just like splurge on the bad stuff. Uh, but even then, like, I guarantee that if you try and taste food all night, you probably aren't as starving as you think you are. Um, and for me, like, I don't know, I just, I would be done with service and maybe I'd have make, I would cheat some nights and make a quick salad or something like, but I, I wouldn't eat a lot and I really can't eat late now. I don't ever really eat past eight o'clock now. And it's made, I felt so much better. Uh, I've gotten better sleep. So I want to, yeah, I, I want to go into the benefits of what I've uh, felt. So I've gotten better sleep, uh, by not eating so late. I, when I ate so late, I would have so many issues with like, just like you know staying up at night because I didn't feel good because I had just eaten something and it was sitting in me and I just I couldn't sleep so I'd be tired the next day um and I also would be like drinking like I'd be drinking a lot of sugary drinks and I would be you know just like consuming all this stuff at night and that keeps you up and so like sleep was very bad for me when I was overweight I didn't get a lot of it um, now I'm able to lay down and tell myself I can go to sleep for seven hours and I usually make it through the night without having to get up a lot. Uh, other things I felt is my energy and my ability to uh, keep moving, keep going. So even if I do have a work day that is very, very long, uh, at the end of the day, I still, have to, I still have the energy to come home and podcast and write. You know, some days I get really tired, but like, I think losing the weight you, in just reassessing what I'm eating and putting it into my body, it's just been a 
it's been good for me because I'm more energized than ever before. And I'm able to just do everything. Like I'm able to do what I need and be able to just, uh, you know, just be able to be okay with what I've eaten and the energy level I have. Um, so it's very important for me that I do all that. And, uh, it's very important for me that I, um, that I just focus on sleeping and getting the proper restoration that's needed. And I think a big, another big thing that I learned while losing this weight is that there's so much importance in taking care of yourself. Uh, when you take care of yourself, you're able to accomplish more, you're able to juggle more, you're able to uh, mentally focus on other things and you're able to just stretch yourself a little more thin and be a little bit more present. And, uh, you know, a lot of my times in the kitchen or a lot of my times in general in life, I'd be worried about how I looked and, trying to cover myself up and not being happy with the fact that I looked really overweight and uh, I was not very confident at all in my body. And now, I mean, like it's not that much on my mind anymore. Occasionally, I mean, everyone feels a little bit of a self-consciousness or self-awareness of themselves, but nothing like before. I mean, I used to always feel like, God, I hope no one's looking at me. Like, And this is something I haven't really told anyone, but like, I used to always feel that way. Like, gosh, I just really hope like no one's looking at me at this certain angle or you just overthink all this. And like, once I've lost this weight, it's like, I can actually go and wear a shirt I like and wear a pair of shorts I like and feel comfortable in it and feel confident in it instead of feeling like, oh my God, I probably look so overweight and I, uh, I just, I'm not happy with it. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing is the mental clearance losing weight has given me is unbelievable. And if you're overweight, I'm telling you, like if you lose weight, your mental capacity will increase just because you're not so worried about everyone judging you like that. Um, and maybe it's also me, like, you know, just realizing that I just have to be happy with myself, but I don't know when you're overweight like that, like it, it, things are different. And you know, when I'm 278 pounds, like that's a lot of weight and there's just a lot of different things in your mind. And my last thing is my mood's been great. Um, my whole outlook on life has been great. And telling myself that I could lose all this weight and actually doing it, it's been surreal. I can't believe I've done it because I never thought I would see below 200 again. Um, I weighed myself before this podcast, I'm at 194. And uh, yeah, I never thought I'd be below 200 ever again in my life a year ago. Uh, I never thought it'd be possible. I didn't think I had the courage. I didn't think I had the willpower. I didn't ha- think I have the strength or the patience uh, to do it. But that being said, the biggest thing I will say to all the chefs out there, all the cooks out there who are struggling with weight is that you need to be patient. You need to be persistent with yourself. You just need to be honest with yourself. I found myself that I lied a lot to myself, telling myself if I ate something, oh, it's okay. You only had this two times or three times a week. Like, I would drink soda like every other day and be like, oh, you only had it like two or three times a week. I've had it three times this past year. Like there's a difference and you just need to be honest with yourself and open up with yourself and stop trying to be something you're not. That's something I was trying to do. I would always try to look a certain way or I would always try to take pictures in certain ways. I always try to like be viewed in certain angles and wear certain, like wear shirts in certain ways, like wear hoodies all the time to hold like, to look slimmer and stuff like it was just so much it's so exhausting and it's so not great for you and it's just not conducive to a healthy and happy life and it's not what you need as a cook when you're stressed about everything else and uh yeah I just wanted to say that I just want to say like 
be honest with yourself. Don't torture yourself. Appreciate who you are. Appreciate what you bring to the table. But if you truly want to lose weight, you need to be honest with yourself and you need to be patient. You just need to be open with the process and realize that some days you might go backwards and some days you might go forwards. But in the end, if you're making a steady decline down, then that's amazing. And that's something that we should all look for. And like I said, anyone can reach out to me. Anyone can message me. Anyone can ask me for more advice. I'd love to give you more in-depth advice. And if you, um, I'm not recommending anyone to follow my path to doing this, but I just wanted to share it because I think this is something that not a lot of cooks bring up in the industry is the, the fact that obesity or being overweight runs high. And it's because of the, I feel like it's just because of a lack of uh, understanding from everyone on how to adapt to this lifestyle of always eating. And some people can eat and not be affected at all. And some people can eat and be affected like I was. And yeah, sure, there's dieting books and there you go to the doctor and you can get all these these this advice and all these different pathways and everything that's supposed to make everything better. But at the end of the day, there's so little out there in terms of chefs who are overweight, who are working in these restaurants 12 to 14 hours a day, eating constantly. How do they manage to lose weight if they're overweight, severely overweight, and can't get out of the rut they're in? And for me, I didn't have really anyone like there was no like I don't I just don't know what I would have looked at I mean yes general dieting information but in terms of chefs and I'm not saying chefs haven't lost weight there's probably thousands millions of chefs who have lost weight like I have but why aren't we talking about it more uh because it's such a huge issue and it's such a big part of the mental health awareness movement in my opinion is the self-appreciation of being a cook and if you're overweight appreciating what you're doing and how that might have an effect on your body and how do we how do we get you out of that. And yeah, I just think we don't talk about it enough because I think it's a very sensitive topic. But I think that we need to start talking more about being overweight in the kitchen and how do we avoid it. Because I feel like for so long our profession has been this thing that just destroys people over time, whether it's through obesity or through just, you know, not people not taking care of themselves or substance abuse and you know, depression and like, you know, we're focused on these things and we're trying to make this industry better. And I just wanted to be there for someone who is overweight. And if someone who's overweight listens to this and can somehow get the motivation to turn it around, to lose one pound, five pounds, 10 pounds, I feel so proud for that. And like I said, I'm here for anyone who wants to chat about it. Anyone who's lost weight and wants to chat. Um, but I just hope I could connect you in some way. I hope that with, with sharing my deep feelings about how I felt and how insecure I was, I was able to connect with you in a certain way. And I just wanted to thank you all for letting me do this and giving me a platform where I'm so comfortable that I can talk about all of this. Um, There's so much uh, that went through my mind over the years of being overweight the last four years since I started culinary school. And um, since then, it's just tough. It's just very hard. And, you know, you, you, if you're not careful, you, you gain a lot and you become very unhealthy. Uh, I remember when I first got to the gym, we did a, with that trainer, we did a BMI and I was, you know, I was 21 and they said I had the body 
of a 37 year old. Um, I don't know what my body is like now, but I guarantee it's not of a 37 year old. And that really put things into perspective for me. Here I was a 21 year old guy, you know, hopefully (laughs) a lot of time left or at least a good amount. And I already had the body of a 37 year old man. Like that's when it all changed for me. That's when it was like, all right, this isn't just you being overweight. Like your body is already 13 years older than you in a sense. And like, if you want to like really give the most out of this life, you got to start turning it around. And so that's what I would tell myself. If you really want to get the most out of this life, you got to bring that number down. Not the number on the scale, but the number of age of what your body is, you know, how you take care of yourself, how you push yourself forward. Like there's no, like, and at that point there was no excuse. There was no excuse to not lose the weight. The only excuse I had at that point was that, you know, like if I didn't do it, then what? I just accept that I have a body that's almost twice my age. No, I wouldn't accept it. I, and I know I won't. And, you know, there's always a possibility that I gain more weight. There's always a possibility that I find difficulty in keeping the weight off and I go back to it, but we just try again. And I think that's a part of life and I think it's part of the human cycle, but I, this is why, and like I said, anything can happen. It wasn't a diet. It wasn't a special diet. It wasn't a special pill. It wasn't anything but the fact that I changed my lifestyle. I changed what I thought was good and bad to put in my body. I changed my willpower. I I gained more self-control. And I did all of it because I realized through a very dark uh, moment in my life in terms of losing someone close to me that this life is short. And why would I, you know, let myself go so far? And just, you know, produce the fact that the risk was getting higher of me of getting a disease or getting something. And you never know what could happen. But at least I tried. And at least I tried to fix it. And at least I tried to fix myself. So that's how I lost 80 pounds in 10 months. That's how I kind of re- rebounded in uh, or 11 months. I don't know. The number the number of months. I'm sure I said it a couple different times. It's been um, It's been within the past year. That's how I did it. That's how I felt. I just really hope you all uh, got something out of this. And like I said, thank you so much. And I know this isn't a cooking episode. No, this isn't an interview. We have some coming next week. There will be an interview next week. I'm excited to announce who it is. But thank you so much for giving me the time to do this. Thank you so much for listening to this. And like I said, if you need to talk, if you need to chat about any of this, you just message me because I'm always here to talk to the Line Cook Nation. And yeah, I um, I just hope that uh, I hope that whatever uh, happens with all of you and your goals and with what you want with your bodies and whatnot, it comes true. And, um, before I, uh, depart with this, uh, podcast, um, I want to leave you a quote. This is a quote that Justin Connor gave me, uh, who's been on the podcast and, um, he's just someone who has been so helpful. And this is, this was at a time when I got some criticism on the podcast of not being a good interviewer, being a good host. And this is when I first started out. And this is a quote he sent me. It's been, it's actually my favorite quote of all time and it is the man in the arena it's by theodore roosevelt and he says it is not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly 
who errs, who comes short again and again, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who either know victory nor defeat. That quote uh, got me through a lot. So I just want to thank Justin, and it definitely played a part in this transition. So thank you all. I hope you gained a ton of it, and we'll see you on the next Line Cook Thoughts podcast.